Good afternoon. Good morning. Welcome back to another episode of RC Stuff. As always, I'm Charlie Swinka here with Mr. Mike Chen. Mr. Chen, good day, sir. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Pretty good. It's raining, but we I guess we need it, so it's fine. But uh, I just got back from 10 days on the road. You got to do some nerd venturing as well, and I have some events coming up and a couple te- tech topics that we want to talk to uh, with the people. So I guess I talk a lot. Can you uh, can you lead us off with your, your Winter Nationals topics? If you didn't know, Hobby Wing sponsors an event called the Winter Nationals that happens in Texas, and Mike got to go this year. Yeah. Uh, it was a really really awesome event um the track was a, it was a really fun track and uh shout out to uh lucas over at ready made rc for lending me a three inch quad to to fly so i could race on uh sunday as well oh, nice. yeah it was nice because it actually gave me a little bit of insight onto uh field of view of the cameras wow. so I, uh, I yeah i've always been like i i've always been the one that's wanted less field of view and after spending some time, well, being forced to spend some time on a quad that's got a wider field of view, a camera that basically can see a little more, I right. uh, got used to it. And uh, actually, it was, I got pretty quick. Um, <laughs> so I was like, ah, I see what everybody's saying. Now, I just, I've just been too lazy to change anything because I've been doing the same thing. So I'm keeping things consistent. But uh, yeah, they so they ran on Saturday. They ran uh, two different classes. They had like a sports sportsman class and then a pro class. Um, I ended up racing in the pro class and missed the finals by crashing out. Oh, yeah! I was I was definitely gonna get that bump into that A main, and I crashed out like on my first lap. I just I got I was just a little off, <laughs> so. But then, uh, and then in the sports class, uh, there was uh, TK took first. Then you had uh, Lucky took second, and Scrabble Jaws took third. Uh, in the pro class, J Box took first. Took first. Uh, Limon took second, and then uh, Joe Mama took third <laughs> on Saturday. And then Sunday they ran three uh, the micro class, so a three inch prop. Uh, I guess it's technically open because there was a mixture of 3S batteries and 4S batteries being used and all different kinds of builds. But then uh, for Microclass, I, Limone took first. I took second. Nice. And Scrabble Jaws took third. And then uh, for Freedom Spec, which is, uh, you know, Mr. Sean Ames, James, who's still fast, <laughs> his, uh, his, his spec. The Grower took first on that one. Limon second, and then Lucky took third on that. So those are the you know four classes that were run over the weekend, and uh, it's a good race. the The guys in Texas are awesome, and uh, definitely anybody looking to race in December, you should uh, put this on your calendar for next year. It was a really fun event to go to. Yeah, it's you get to spend a lot of time with all the pilots because they they all kind of run all of the classes together, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. Awesome. So, and then uh, did you did you find any good Texas barbecue? Well, I chose not to do barbecue while I was in Texas because oh. you can get barbecue in Colorado. Mm. But since Texas isn't a landlocked state, what a state! It's not steak. Sorry. <laughs> what I decided to do was uh, have a bunch of seafood while I was there. Oh. Uh, found a place called the uh, the French Quarter Grill. 
Okay. And oh my god, I had a jambalaya and a catfish fillet that was to die for. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So that's that's pretty much what I did. I raised drones uh, and I ate food. That's about all the all I did while I was in Texas. I'm not going to complain about that. <laughs> it's better than a real job. <laughs> so, how was your event? Uh, I got to go do 10 days in Ohio, which uh, it was cold. And it snowed a little bit. It rained a little bit. But the racing was awesome. The event is it's a twofold event uh, over the Thanksgiving holiday every year. We've talked about this before on the show. There's a huge on-road race that's been going on since 1979. It's 40. It's, it, this year was its 43rd running. Um, and I used to go to this race when I was a kid when I lived in Illinois. So... A lot of heritage in this one, and Motive, Paul Amuse owns that place. He's a former top-level pro on-road racer. He started his own brand, Motive and Gravity RC. He bought the rights to the race to kind of bring it back to its former glory, if you will, get some freshness in there, and he hires Scott Ernst to do the uh, running of the event. And since the track's kind of already set up, Scotty then puts on another race right after that, the, the following weekend, that he has now called the U.S. Carpet Off-Road Champs. So we got the U.S. Indoor Champs the weekend of Thanksgiving and the U.S. Carpet Off-Road Champs the weekend after that. And I got to go out for the final couple days of the Indoor Champs and then worked from the hotel Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then stayed on and hung out for the off-road race. We set up a booth. We did some booth sales, helped a bunch of racers out. We announced the officially announced our newest hire, uh, Matt Gonzalez. He's been a longtime RC racer that knows his way around a spec motor and the ins and outs of today's racing. He's a very active, kind of pretty fast racer, if I do say so myself. He's won some races recently. He makes mains wherever he goes, and he's decided to join the hobbying team as our traveling motor man. So it was really great to sit down and work with him kind of side by side for a few days and watch him uh, do the Lord's work, as they say, helping f- folks get faster, uh, answering a lot of questions about motors. He wasn't even just working on hobby wing motors or giving folks help with hobby wing motors, if they asked questions, he would help them. So kind of the way that I've always treated these jobs too, is if, if you can't help, you do help. It doesn't matter what, what they, what they race. So it was, it was great to, to see folks get excited about hobby wing again. We worked on a lot of motors for folks. We sold a bunch of motors and people were very happy with the power of the spec program. Um, he has some magic that he does to the motors where he takes them apart cleans them in an ultrasonic cleaner, puts them back together. And that was the, I guess, the smoke in the mirrors that everybody thought that was the magic. But we had been doing some testing in the buildup to this. I flew down to San Diego and ran with him for a few days to, to test some theories. And one of the things in spec motor is tuning and adjusting timing, adjusting gearing and all that is one thing. And once you get past all of that, it's trying to find the subtle nuances of the motor build, how it's put together that are going to make any difference. And there's a lot of motors out there that can shim the motor farther or closer away from the sensor board. And that can change the characteristics of the motor's consistency is what we've been finding. Why that happens, I'm still not 100% sure, but my theory is the distance of the sensor board to the rotor affects the consistency of the timing readings at different RPMs and different temperatures. So... The general mentality of the spec racing world has been the sensor board needs to be closer to the rotor. And since we can't space our rotor closer to the sensor board, I whipped out the soldering iron and I spaced the sensor board closer to the rotor of the motor. And this seemed to have been making quite a big difference from the little bit of testing that we did uh, locally with Matt and his test group. So 
we took that on the road and did that for some folks at a carpet race carpet off-road has a lot of traction so there's not any situations of tire spin you can use all the power these guys are real keen on the battery cycling technology so they they usually have their battery game pretty strong so it's a it's a good kind of gauge to see where the program's at and we had people that were very happy with the power program they ran the motors all weekend we made mains and even the guys in the not just the main spec class 17.5 but the 21.5 guys were super happy with the motors 13.5 guys were stoked so all in all it's a very good sign for the spec motor program that at going to one event we made some racers very happy and they ran hobby wing stuff and made mains so i'm looking forward to to some more I guess, news on the Matty G front, because he's been around racing, like I said, since he was a teenager type of deal. He's in his 20s now and kind of foot in the door at Hobby Wing. So it was uh, it was a very good experience to to see fresh blood hanging out at the booth with him, chatting with the pro racers and all that, because, you know, I go to races and things like that, but I'm just customer service guy. I haven't raced in a long time. It's, they talk to me about Hobby Wing stuff, but not the rest of the stuff. So it was uh, it was it's very refreshing. Um, and we also had some very good results uh, in the on-road side of things. I was just there for the end, so I wasn't getting too hands-on with, with working with racers or anything like that. But got some video, talked to some racers. And Kevin Bear is a French-Canadian driver that's been with Hobbywing for many years. He also runs for Motive. He runs their motors, but he runs our speed controls in his touring car. Um he took home the win in modified touring class, which is a huge deal. Maybe one of his biggest wins of his career so far in front of, you know, multiple champions and stuff like that. So it was great to see Kevin take home the win there. And then this was world championships are going on right now. The 12 scale on road world championships are happening in Florida. So there was a lot of folks doing some testing and the competition was pretty hot in 12 scale open. And Sam Isaacs, who's also a hobby wing driver, took home the win in that they run one cell, 3.5 turn motors and if you haven't seen the video on the hobby wing instagram please go to add hobby wing on your instagram right now scroll back a couple days if you view them on just the videos it's like the fourth video back of the 12 scale a main start and how amazingly fast these things are and that video has six million views as of yesterday i think so it somehow got some traction out there. We've never posted anything that gets more than 10, 20,000 views. So to have something climb to 6 million views, I think it's pretty cool. And it's, it was, a, if I do say so myself, an expertly shot video clip. So nice job. Nice job. Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Ow, my arm. I just pat myself on the back too hard. My bad. You say don't strain yourself. Right. But had a good time covering all that for the on-road side. And then uh, we got some also some great results on the off-road side. Aaron Kaufman came home with his first big win as well. He he didn't just win. He kind of handed it to these guys in two-wheel drive modified. He's like, why'd you come to my race, boys? And he, he put the hurt on him. One A-main, A-main, or top qualified and won both of the first A-main. So that was great to see. Uh, Cavallari took home the win in open four-wheel drive. These are both, you know, longtime hobby wing drivers. So great to see these guys on top of the podium running hobby wing systems. Uh, we're going to have setup sheets from their speed controls, tunes on their motors, because I did chat with both of them a little bit at the event about that. So we'll have all that on our team driver setup page that we have in the super brain that the tech guru section of the website has a little section that's slowly getting updated um what else the kid who won 
21 5 um ethan evan i think his name was i, I should have wrote it down i didn't he purchased a 21 5 from us at the track went out and won the main with that so that was great to see as well he's one of the the magic hobbies locals so it was great to see them out there doing that i did videos on both of these events it's on the charlie show on the hobby wing official youtube channel that's the name of the channel hobby wing official in case you need to go find that oh which reminds me some of you tuned in to find out how to win free rc stuff and Mike, do you remember how how they entered a win free RC stuff? I should by now. I, I think you know. Can you tell them? Because I don't want to tell them. I always mess it up. All right. Well, you're going to send an email to RC stuff at uh, hobbywing dot com. Make sure you include your name, address, t shirt size, and type out your email address for Charlie. That that's a <laughs> Charlie you. specific item. You're welcome. <laughs> and then uh, let us know uh, some kind of story or uh, what kind of RC stuff you're into or what kind of RC stuff you want to get into. Perfect. And shirt Nailed size. It. Did you say shirt size? Yes, I did. You did say shirt and size. That was right, right before type out your email for Charlie. I was, I, I was sorry. I was reading. I was reading this week's winner's email as you were telling them that. Because uh, he did everything almost correctly except for typing out his email address. But lucky for him, I I was able to just right-click save. So it worked out. So we're going to let you win anyway. Um, this guy does all sorts of RC from rock crawling to go fast stuff, micros and everything in between. So that's great to see. And he's from Portland, Oregon. Congratulations to Sean Sawyer. Keep an eye on your email, sir. We will have uh, some information coming for you very soon. Uh, you'll have to click a link and register your name and address and all that fun stuff. But congratulations, sir. Thank you for listening to RC Stuff powered by Hobbywing. He wrote us a nice email saying lots of uh, nice things about us, too. So that, that's always a good thing, too. <laughs> I'd say so. Um, but that brings us to this week's technical topic, something that's near and dear to Mike's and mine heart lately because it, it creates us a lot of activity uh, to do to do work. If it wasn't for stuff like this, we probably wouldn't have a job. So this week, I want to talk about low voltage cutoff. There's been uh, a lot of activity over the years with folks having their speed control shuts off and the battery's not dead. We talked about this a little bit before, but I think one of the things that we may have overlooked because we've talked a lot about connectors and plugs and conditions and all that is the fact that speed controls have adjustable lipo protection you don't just turn it on and turn it off you can adjust it for different levels and it's adjustable and tunable for the different conditions and we've been running into a bit of a situation lately and i will address the elephant in the room if anybody listens to this that's a racer like what about the xra pro g3 why does everybody have problems with it and this that we've we've changed all these things and we put our old speed control back and everything's fine or i didn't have to ever change this on my old speed control why do i have to change it now i don't have a good answer for why it worked before and now you have to make one setting change to make this work but i also think that that's part of racing like we all tune the speed controls anyway and in the bigger picture uh it's for a person that runs lipo protection it's better to have it kick in too soon and be able to adjust down to the correct cutoff for your setup Many racers at top levels completely disable the temperature protection and the lipo protection. They don't even bother with it. They would rather ruin a battery than lose a race. 
for the rest of us that buy our batteries, this seems very, very risky and something we do not want to do. The speed control has this feature to protect our batteries from damage. So the idea of turning it off is very dangerous. And that's accurate because if you take a battery too far below its cutoff or all the way down, that's when you put the battery in a very dangerous place where it can't be recharging. If you do, it's kind of ruined type of deal. So you don't want to do that sort of thing. So you can adjust the LiPo protection step-by-step step until you get the runtime out of your battery that you think you're supposed to have based on the capacity. And we did we talk about low-voltage cutoff a lot, but in recent weeks, it's, it's become kind of a thing that I get a call a day on somebody with this issue. And the big thing that I've been running into that folks keep saying to me, and I want to say it out loud, is why didn't I have to change the setting on my other speed control? I've never used anything other than the auto setting. And... I don't know. Honestly, maybe you got lucky. Maybe the new auto is safer because batteries are more expensive. And we've had people that say, hey, my life protection doesn't protect my battery enough. And we have to tell them to turn it up. So it makes sense. Safer is a better situation in, in life protection. So just change your setting. It's not really that big of a deal, is it? I mean, you change a bunch of other settings. What's one more? So that, that's my two cents on low voltage cutoff. Um, did, did I miss anything? Did, I don't think so. What do you think? Mike? You got anything yeah, to add to that one? It. Uh, actually, I'm checking into one thing right now, but uh, if you want to keep, go ahead and keep talking in the meantime. <laughs> the good, well, this is a, you may have noticed if you follow this show regularly, first and third Fridays is when we go live. And I had a scheduling error on my behalf, and I thought that we had an extra Friday, but we didn't. So my apologies. The good news on that is, is today is a very special occasion, ladies and gentlemen. It's Mike's birthday. Happy birthday, Hi. Mr. Chen. Thank you. You're all saying happy birthday very much. at home. And uh, Mike doesn't want anything for his birthday except for you guys to make someone listen to RC stuff. Because that's what I wanted on my birthday. So Ooh. that's clearly what he wants. Hey, um, I just figured something out. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I just popped between the two user manuals for the, uh, the, the G2 and the G3. Okay. The G2, the uh, cutoff voltage was auto set to 3.3 volts per cell. And then you had the adjustable range after that. Right. Right. The G3, I'm confirming it one more time before I, I, I stick my foot in my own mouth. The auto cutoff is set to 3.5. Oh. Well, and then, and then you can customize it. So there you go. I solved the problem. World's greatest detective. I sometimes I feel like I should be fired for my incompetence of not knowing the difference of simple things. There you go. Now we know why the auto is different. So good job, Mike. Hey, while you were talking about it, the, the idea came to my head. So, you know, I, I well, this, uh, do you, this, the, the conversation I had most recently was with a guy with the SCT. So now I'm going to go look up that manual and see if that one's the same, too, because I think you're right. All the autos before were 3.3. So they maybe updated that a little bit. Let's see. Man, if it's as right simple now, as that, I'm going to be so happy because uh, we've had some folks, you know, call in or, you know, send us emails about this. And I checked with engineering and engineers like, well, just have them lower the lipo cutoff. I'm like, well, that makes perfect sense. Why didn't I think of that? And they're like, Charlie, you're an idiot. All right. Good. Uh, okay. Hang on. I got to do a little bit of reading. Look in the FDS uh, one now. Mm-hmm. It does. Auto car, blah, blah, blah. Oh, the SCT was three one. The number? The SCT was three point one. Oh, even lower. So there you go. Even lower. Man. So 
Yep. We're, we're turning the auto up for safety so that you have to physically go in there and turn it down. So if you haven't changed your LiPo setting yet, now you know what to do. Yep. Fantastic. So the SCT was set to 3.1. The G2 was set to 3.3. Three. And then the, the new G3 is set to 3.5. Three, uh, three champion. This guy's a champion. Look at all the data at his disposal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Well, everybody, uh, you can thank Mike for that one because I was just going to tell you to turn it down, but now we know exactly why. So that's even better. Yep. Well, there we go. Learning something every day, even myself. Well, I think that about brings us to a close of our lunch break long episode of RC Stuff. Mike, you got anything else you want to add? Mm, I already said James is fast. You did. So. No, I'm good. <laughs> well, good. I'm That's excited that Maddie G's on board. We're going to have lots more information on our spec racing program. We're going to have a schedule of events that we're going to be attending, and we're going to do some videos, and we're going to get Maddie G on the show so we can talk to him about motor technology, tuning, and all that fun stuff as well. So if you've got questions for Maddie G, send those in to us. Uh, it's uh, rcstuff at hobbywing.com. And a quick reminder about our ambassador program. If you don't this is the first you've heard mention of it go back two episodes maybe three listen to one of those and we'll tell you all about the ambassador program where you can nominate a local rc hero that shares the fun make sure everybody's having a good time with a, some thanks from your friends here at hobby wing so uh, again that's like i said on the previous episode just listen to so i think if you go two back maybe three back at the most you, you'll get you'll get a long story about the ambassador program but that's going to do it, folks. Another episode of RC Stuff, powered by Hobby Wing. My name is Charlie Swanka with Mr. Mike Chen. We will see you all next time. Bye.